0: why don't we just give them an assessment, you know? So it's really cool to be able to have a husband and wife do this. And I've seen plenty of people look at their husbands or look at their wives uh, assessment and their jaw, and just like the, the light goes on, their jaw drops and they're like, oh my gosh, that's why they are like this. I thought they were just kind of busting my chops. I thought they were, you know, doing this on purpose. Staying motivated takes work. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Join Umar Jang as he shares inspirational stories and tips to get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is the Motivational Voice Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number 43 What's your personality type? What kind of person are you? Are you more of a detail-oriented type of person or more of a big picture type of person? Why do I ask? Well, as the world starts to go back to normal and we return to the office and rejoin our colleagues, do you even remember how to be an effective team member? And if you are leading a team or are in charge of putting teams together, do you know what it takes to bring together the best group of people that can work towards achieving a common goal? My guess has the exact insights and tips you need to consider to not only be a better team member, but also know how to form an effective team. Without further ado, let's start the interview. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Umar. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. I understand that we are neighbors. Yes,
0: I am in the, the heat wave of Wisconsin, and you're in Minnesota, so honored to, uh, to know somebody in another state.
1: First of all, before we get any further, would you introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, tell them who you are, what you do? Sure, absolutely.
0: My name is Dave Melinda. I am a business coach and founder of Positive Polarity, and we do uh, business coaching, and we work on some sales coaching, and uh, really work with entrepreneurs that want to grow, uh, they just may struggle on getting to that next level. And having done that my whole career, uh, growing businesses and then selling them, that's really, uh, I think, uh, I enjoy doing that and coming alongside people and helping them. So I'm honored to help your your uh, listeners any way I can today.
1: Absolutely. I like the title, Positive Polarity of your business. Yeah. Is, how did that I thought negative
0: about? polarity, but nobody would like yeah, exactly. that anymore. So, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Negative polarity would be an interesting title. Exactly.
0: So, yep.
1: So how did that come about? How did you think of the, the title?
0: Well, it's interesting because it actually happened. There was, uh, I, I shouldn't say this on the air, but there was a little bit of alcohol that was involved in uh, working with my uh, marketing firm at the time. And I really wanted it. I wanted the word positive to be in there because I really felt that, you know, in today's world, everybody can use a little dose of positivity. So we wanted that, and then we wanted it to be action. You know, wanted it to be their movement and polarity came in. And actually, the cool part about polarity, it's kind of the opposite of, you know, the uh, the normal way of doing business. It's you, you kind of. You know, I challenge my, my clients to look at things differently. And so that was the, the polarity piece. So we decided on positive polarity. And after a couple of margaritas, it made sense. And then it still made sense the next day. And so then it was like, yeah, this is, this is it. So that was, uh, in 2013. So it's coming up on 10 years.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, stories or even movies out there of businesses starting out of uh, of a, something written on a napkin in a bar. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: exactly. For sure, a lot of money's been made on bar napkins, yeah. Umar. So for sure.
1: Yeah. Now, when when working with with entrepreneurs, and I think this is an interesting approach in that mm-hmm. you work specifically with entrepreneurs, and I'm sure there's a, an aspect of of trying to find a way to build a team or build the right teams. Sure. Which is actually what we're talking about today, which is how do you put effective teams together at, at a 10,000-foot level when you – even before you do anything, what are some of the things you should keep in mind yeah, when trying
0: sure. to build a team? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean um, – the older listeners that are listening will will realize that when they built their teams in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s it was all about the skill level what could they do you know how good were they at these particular skills and as we as the u.s workforce evolved and as things changed we started to see that, you know, we can teach people a skill, but we can't necessarily teach them a personality or we can't teach them, you know, engagement. We can't teach them teamwork is easy. You know, it's a lot easier, like I said, to teach a skill. So the, the, really the, the cool part about creating a team is now it becomes more about, you know, fitting in, working well together. And then the skill piece becomes more of a secondary thing. And, and when I work with people and acquiring, you know, top talent, we're trying to make sure it's a fit into that organization. And there's a good, strong communication connection between the leader and the team, because right now, three out of four people typically are leaving their company because of their leader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when a company, when a company can't retain good uh, employees, good team members, I look right away at the leadership and say, okay, what's missing here? Because you shouldn't be, sh- you know, sifting through uh, talent that quick. And, you know, uh, it just, it lo- we lose money. Customers don't have a good experience. I mean, there's just no real positive to having high turnover. So um, I think the team part of it, Umar has Mm. to do a lot with how well people fit together. And that's really where, uh, you know, I focus my attention on that, on that chunk right there.
1: Right. And you, you focus on using a tool like the, the DISC personality uh, assessment or personality skills to actually find and put the right teams together. Yeah, How absolutely. do you go about doing that? Well, first of all, what is the DISC for those who, who may not know? Yeah, sure. It's a It's a DISC is just
0: a personality assessment. It basically, you know, says that there's four primary buckets that our personalities fit into. You have a personality that's probably different than mine, you know, and so we look at four big buckets, you know, each the D, the I, the S, and the C they each stand for something different. And, and the reality of it is, is that, you know, this isn't anything new. I mean, this is like, you know, 440 BC, you know, they looked at fire, water, air, and, you know, uh, earth, and and they looked at and thought that we came from one of those four things. And it just kind of evolved over time. Hmm. And um, so I think personally, everybody's born with a certain personality, and there's no right or wrong personality. That's the cool part about disc is that it's not like, you know, anybody's trying to change anybody, you are who you are, you're perfect, the way that you were created. And so it's just a matter of trying to uh, communicate effectively within your team. So I look at it in a situation where Um, let's say we have four people on a team and if each person spoke a different language, how effective would that communication be? You know, and that's where I only know one language. So I can't even say I'm multi or bilingual, whatever that is. If you knew a different language and you started this podcast out in a different language that I didn't understand, you know, I would, I I couldn't add any value. You know, it'd be really difficult, right? And so that's where I think I that's the analogy I use for teams is if somebody on your team speaks a different language, personality speaking, not necessarily an actual different language, but if they don't communicate effectively and well, you know, and, and connect well, that's where there's misfires on a team. And that's so so that's where I think there's the greatest opportunity to help. The team is really find out what type of personality you have, what type of personality I have, and then we try to work on ways to, you know, bridge that gap.
1: Right, right. And and earlier you talked about the 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 four letters that make up the word desk. Right. And uh, and I actually I think I pulled it up here just to uh, think the one the D was for dominance. Uh, right. The I was for influence. The S for steadiness, the right. C for consciousness. Correct. Now, no. each of these personalities clearly is, is different. So most of us would fall under one of these personalities. Is everyone going to fall perfectly into one of these personalities, or is there a dominant personality, and maybe you lean towards another uh, as, as your secondary personality? Sure. Yeah, that's a great
0: question. Usually there's a, a dominant one. There can be a dominant two. Like for me, I'm a high D and a high I, which basically means I, I want to get the high D people tend to want to get things done quick. So sure. we probably all know somebody that, you know, they're always late. They're always behind. They, they ask you a question and they don't want to give you any time to answer. They just want results. They want it quick. You know, so we probably all know somebody like that. um, And that's me. I want to get things quick. I want to get things done. Uh, And then there's also I have the high I in me, which is a high people person. So I enjoy talking, which, again, is why I wrote a book. That's why I have a podcast. I I love to communicate with people. Um, But I have to remember, Umar, that if there's somebody that doesn't like to talk as much as I do, you know, when right. pe- we find somebody that's not like us, we're like, what's wrong with them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with any of us from a personality perspective. It's just different. And that's what I think is really critical is that you need to understand that different people react and respond and communicate differently, just like we said on the language side.
1: Yeah, that's a good example. And what it what that makes me think in terms of, Working with people or forming teams, what are some of the things that you should avoid? So if these personalities are different, is there a perfect mix of having the right people, maybe the right, the, a certain number of Ds and Is and S and Cs sure. to, to make the team an effective team? Sure. Well, so think of it this way,
0: okay? If, um, if we had a bunch of people on our team, let's say you and I owned a company and we had 10 people on our team, And let's say we hired all I people, the people that love to talk, love to communicate. Well, the problem would be is, man, we'd have ideas, Umar floating, and we'd have ideas, our brainstorming sessions would be just killer. Well, then it comes to like looking at each other and we're like, all right, who's going to do the actual work? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do, I'm not good at doing the work. I'm good at coming up with the ideas. Uh, Somebody else is like, I'm good at implementing the idea, but to actually do the hard work, the legwork, do the background work, whatever the research, whatever that is. We all look at each other and nobody's good at that. That's the drawback of having like a, a team with all of one. And I think that's one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs do is they hire people like them. And I've run into people where... They have hired, again, use the number 10, they've hired 10 people and they're all like them. Well, they look around and they, they don't have, you know, the, the steady people, they don't have the conscientious people, they don't have the, the people doing the work, they got just a bunch of people running around, you know, trying to um, get creative, which is great, but nobody to implement those ideas so ideally you'd want to have a, some d people some i people some s people and some c people on your team because then you have a complete team and you have all those boxes checked off like you said
1: yeah no that's very interesting it, it makes me think of uh, i i had a uh, troy mclean uh, who was on the apprentice a while back season one and he talked about something similar he talked about how some people are the sea urchins and some people are the sharks and the whales and sure. and the dolphins right the dolphin yep. is like yay let's play right yep. <laughs> let's 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 go have a party right yep. and then yep. you have the sea urchin is like nope that's not that's not compliant with the, the laws. We got to think right. about this, right? Yep. Yep. So, so that's and, what that made me think. About. Yeah, and
0: you can probably almost go to the point where, like, if you have an accounting firm, let's say, you need to have people that are steady and conscientious. Because, like, for me, I can say, you know, that I've never balanced a checkbook in my life. And if I'm within $50, I'm fine. Right. And there are people listening right now going, what? $50 that I, I gotta, you know, I know people and you might know people too, Umar, that have to have that thing balanced to the penny every month or life stops, Yeah. you know, well, take that over into your personal life. Okay. Let's say your spouse or significant other is the way that it's got a balance to the penny. And you're like, just don't worry about it. It's 50, we're we're within 50 bucks, we're fine, right? That's a huge potential um, conflict spot right there. And so that's what the importance is of knowing each individual person is if I'm on a team and I know somebody on that team is very detail oriented and they have to balance to the penny, I better make sure and do my best to help them succeed in their job. Not be like, ah, you know, that's just her, you know, screw her, I don't care about her. You know, we can't have that attitude on a team because in today's society, you'll just go to another team. People are jumping around trying to find the right energy and the right synergy on teams. And that's this is where it's so important is understanding those pieces on each, you know, in each person.
1: Right. Earlier in one of your examples, you talked about entrepreneurs or people hiring people that are like them which is which which is an understandable mistake to make sure We want to be around people that are similar to us that do the same thing have the same values right but what should they do instead instead if you're putting a team together and we will segue into how this applies to our personal lives in a minute but yeah what should they do should they pick one of each group or how does that
0: work Well, it depends on what the, you know, the job is, because like I said, I know for myself, if you were hiring Umar for somebody in your accounting department, and I applied for that job, I wouldn't, number one, I'm no good at accounting. But number two, I don't feel comfortable sitting at a desk all day, in a, a cubicle all day, not communicating with people, just sitting typing in all day. There are plenty of people that like that. And again, I'm not better. I'm not worse. I'm just different. So if you were building a team and you found me and I said to you, oh, I, I'm great at accounting and you believed me. How long would it take before I really exposed myself and said, "Oh my gosh, I really number one, I don't know what I'm doing, but number two, I don't even like this you know my my absenteeism goes up, my engagement goes down, you know um all the, the all this stuff just kind of you know doesn't work. so if you're building a team, you kind of look at what you, I always say if the if the if the job could talk, what would it say? So if we're looking for somebody in the accounting department, we want somebody that is going to be detail oriented. We want somebody that's going to um, be comfortable sitting at a desk for long periods of time. Um, they, They will see a project through from start to finish. I mean, my disk assessment, Umar says I get bored easy. Well, if I get bored easy and I'm on your accounting department and I got to invoice 150 people today before I can go home, like about three of them into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. What can I, I got to, you know, then I'm like, you know, trying to find ways to get out of it. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't help. So it once you find out what the job needs, then what what I tend to do is suggest to people, hey, rather than wait until after the person's hired to give them an assessment, why not give them the assessment before they're hired? And we can take these words, whatever these words are, let's use detail-oriented for one. And I can say, if if that's what the job needs, I can look on their assessment. And if the assessment says they're detail-oriented, then great. But you'd look at mine Detail-oriented; those two words do not come up anywhere in my assessment, and therefore, it's kind of on you if you hire me. Well, shame on you. You know that—that's where you know it's—it's really on us as leaders to build that team, and it's based on comparing the job to comparing what my personality actually is.
1: Getting our mind and our habits right is very important for our well-being. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. But taking care of our bodies, and especially what we put in it, is equally as important. That's why I try to take those gummy vitamins every morning, but I can't, for the life of me, remember to take them consistently. So I was recently introduced to a better option from Athletic Greens. It's called AG1. When you take AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens, and they help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. What's amazing about this product is that it contains less than 1 gram of sugar and has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or anything artificial, but it still tastes good. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, you can reclaim your health and strengthen your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water daily. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, no, interesting. And I suppose things get a little, even more complicated when you throw in some mental diagnoses, like if someone has ADHD, and then you are trying to figure out if they're a right match for for that particular Correct. job, or even trying yep. to figure out where they fall under, how does that kind of throw a wrench into the whole process?
0: Yeah, I, I, I can say that I haven't had a lot of exposure to that, because usually um, people go into a, usually if you have some type of uh, and I hate to use the word disorder. I don't even know what the right word is. If you have a condition, I'll say where you struggle with attention. You know, I struggle with it. So I don't know if I have like on a typical day, Umar, there's it's not uncommon for there to be 10, 1015 um, tabs open on my computer at the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah. And some Isn't of the people. Listening, what? Say Isn't that, that say, normal nowadays? Yes. Well, again, the funny thing is, Umar, is certain people are listening right now and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's totally normal, right? Yeah. And then there's people going, oh my gosh, their skin's crawling because they're like, I got to have only one box open at a time, mm-hmm. close it out, and then I can open another one. Why do you need 15 of them open, right? So mm-hmm. those are things that everybody struggles with. And maybe it's a, a learning uh, situation situation situation. Maybe it's a condition. I don't know. I just am at that spot where I look and if I don't have all those open, now I'm trying to practice and say, okay, do I need that one open? I mean, if I'm working on a project and I need five open, I need five open. I don't know what the person does that can't have more than one open if they need them. So again, both sides have their challenges that you have to work through.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That that's interesting, and I think as far as the tabs, I mean, you should you should see my wife's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she'll call me and say it's not working. I'm like, how many tabs do you have open? She's like, you know, two hundred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why your computer. Yeah, is can't open. imagine. I mean, like for me, on my on my laptop, I have there's no room to add any more um, icons because it's just full, right? The and the desktop, they're all shortcuts. Maybe? They're all shortcuts, whatever, you know, and my wife looks at it and go, seriously, the computer guy comes over, you know, our computer guy and he looks and the IT guy and he's like, you got to do something different, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, no, you know, I'm not going to do, I'm fine, right? I'm fine. It's all fine until the whole thing crashes, then, you know, then it's not, but that's, it's crazy, Umar, how much our personality actually affects our behaviors in a day in and day out. And as you're building that team, imagine if you and I sat next to each other in a cubicle situation mm-hmm. and you had, you know, you had to only, you could only use one tab at a time and your, and your screen was completely clear. And here comes Dave with hundred of them on there and he's got them all open, you know, and we need to work on a project together. It's like, you know, that's where, again, the the strife and the stress come in and, and, and that's so... Uh, unhealthy for a team because we need that team running at optimal speed. And if it's not running at optimal speed because of something internally, Mm -hmm. that, to me, is where the leader really needs to step up and and start making some changes.
1: Yeah. No, very interesting. And what does that look like when when a leader, let's say someone is working with you and they realize, well, this is why it's not working. You have three eyes in your group. Right. You have maybe seven Ds, and right. they're overtaking the whole project. Right? Yep. How, how do they go about balancing that things out? Do they create different teams or sub teams, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, there's a couple ways you could do it. You can, you know, you could move people around. I think the more important thing here, though, is when people, because I don't want people to think that, like, um, because I love to talk, it doesn't mean that I can not, I, I can't shut my mouth. You know, the opposites of what I, the opposites of what I am, I can be, I just need Mm. to be conscious about it. So if you you have, you know, to your example, if you have a bunch of D's and a bunch of I's and we need to get some work done, Mm. well, that's where we just need to be able to say, hey, your normal personality is this. I mean, like for me, I'm, I'm a solopreneur. It's just me. I have, you know, I have virtual assistants. I have producers for my podcast. I have, you know, accountants, I have attorneys, but you know, they're, um, they don't work for me full time. So, um, you know, I'm in the situation where I just have to at times wear a variety of different hats. And one of the hats I don't like to do is the petty, paperwork stuff. Well, you know what? I don't have somebody to just hand it off to. So I got it. I have to do it. I can do it. I I just don't enjoy it. And so that's where in that team, you may just have to do certain things that you don't enjoy all day. The caveat is, is that if you have somebody on your team and they're never enjoying what they're doing, they're just not going to stay. You know, I mean, that's where, again, people start leaving companies because they don't enjoy what they're doing. And the cost Mm -hmm. to replace people now, as you know, is just astronomical. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like using disk up front, because then we have a much higher likelihood of finding the right person, you know, at before we even hire. Because if we hire somebody Mm -hmm. and they don't work like three months in, most entrepreneurs, they're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole now. Well, I've already invested money in onboarding. I've already got these people. They already know some of my clients. I've done a bunch of, you know, training with them on products. So now I'm just going to try and fit them into this position. And a lot of times that just, not, that's why people aren't comfortable. And that's, you know, that's why you see a lot of unfulfilled, you know, people in the workplace today.
1: Yeah. Now, it sounds like there's obviously some awareness of, of our own personality styles, Within the work environment, for example, where you know, Correct. okay, oh, he's a D, don't yep. do this, or oh, he's, he's an I, or she's a she's an S, you know, right? Just Absolutely. Be mindful of what people are and how we can best, best communicate with them or how we approach them. Correct. But, okay, that yeah, it's good good to good to call out. Absolutely. Um, now, one thing I wanted to to talk about is, from the standpoint of our personal lives. Sure. How can we use this as a tool to maybe uh, be aware of of how we interact with people in our lives, maybe family, friends, uh, sure. loved ones? How can we use it to 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 create more effective communication and relationships in, in our lives? Sure, absolutely, great point. And it's the exact
0: same way that you're utilizing it at work. You're utilizing it at home. And it's funny for a lot of people that I we we sell the assessments to people and we train them and work with them. A lot of times, once we give somebody an assessment, I'm like, "Do you want?" Because they they tend to say, Umar, oh my gosh, my wife needs to know this, or my husband (laughs) needs to know this, right? And I'm like, well, do you want, why don't we just give them an assessment, you know? So it's really cool to be able to have a husband and wife do this. And I've seen plenty of people look at their husbands or look at their wives uh, assessment and their jaw, and just like the, the light goes on, their jaw drops and they're like, oh my gosh, that's why they are like this, I thought they were just kind of busting my chops. I thought they were, you know, doing this on purpose, and the reality is is that's just who they are. So again, you go back to the same thing where you know, an I person is going to just talk, 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 talk. So let's just say, you know, I'm an I person and I come home and I just say, oh my gosh, this is what I did my day. I just for five, 10 minutes, I just tell my wife what I did. Right. And then I go, honey, what did you do? And she goes, nothing. (laughs) And it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, that's such a disconnect, especially in a marriage, because I'm expecting that person to be able to you know, share what, what the personal stuff that they went through. I want to hear about that because that's, I people love to make that communication and, 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 and an I person trusts people that are open. So the more open that you are, the more I'm going to trust you because I'm a high I. Well, if you don't open up and you say nothing, or you say very few words, I start to think to myself, I wonder what's wrong there. You know, I wonder, does he not trust me? You know, is Omar hiding something? What's going on there? And now there's this little thing. Every time I see Omar in the back, I'm like, oh, this is something's wrong between him and I. And and I just can't figure it out when all along nothing was wrong. It's just that you were a more quiet person and I was a more open person and we just never really figured out that we're both okay. And that's once we figure out we're both okay and right. there's a country song, I'll start walking your way and you start walking mine. We meet in the middle. That's what we're trying to get to. I'm over here and you're over here. So let's start walking towards the middle and the closer we get, the more successful our relationship will be.
1: Yeah. Now, obviously in life, we don't necessarily choose our friends. We, we can't agree, <laughs> but can't don't. Right? When you have a certain group of friends and you are now aware of this, you hear this and you say, hmm, I wonder if that's – I wonder if we need to take the, 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 the assessment and figure out who's who, right? <laughs> who's who's at the S and I? Right. Yep. yep. How would they go about taking the assessment? Is there a way for them to do it? Is, is this? Oh, a, Sure.
0: Yeah, there's, you know, there's, let's put it this way, Umar, there's plenty of free assessments. If you go online and just Google, you know, free disk assessment, you'll get a pl- a plenty of them. They tend to be three or four pages long. And, you know, probably for some surface type relationships, that's, that would be sufficient. You know, the, one of the assessments, the, the, the vast majority of our disc assessments are between 45 and 60 pages. And wow. it goes into some very detailed information. Uh, and it's overwhelming at first. And that's why it's like, you know, if, if I'm hanging out with a buddy and I want to understand his personality and we just decide to, you know, jump on our phone while we're sitting there having a beer, taking a free assessment, You know, that's a cool thing that works, you know, but in offices, in business, when you're dealing with day-to-day activities, I want to know how to communicate with you, especially from a leader's perspective, I want to know how to communicate with my team. I want to know what energizes my team and what motivates them. And I want to know what stresses them out. You know, these are all things that you find out in, in the DISC assessment. So that's where, you know, from a personal perspective, excuse me, I would just jump online and and get whatever free one they give you. And, but if you need more, that's, that's where we tend to jump in and, and help uh, the team situation.
1: Yeah no yeah that's interesting a yeah, good information to share. I'll, I'll yeah if you have some 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 of those sites that you've rec- recommended people in the past certainly sure. send them my way. Sure, I can absolutely. Read those to the in the show notes for sure. Um, now I, I want to make sure I, I talk about also in more detail what things that you've done. Um, you you have a book. Uh, what's the title of the book? Uh,
0: Growing on purpose. And it's the connection between. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I created a. Uh, a strategy of strengthening your team, all the things that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and plus improving your customers' experience equals profit. And there's a, been a, there's a lot of research in the world about a strong team. There's a lot of research on improving your customer's experience. There wasn't a lot of research on the importance that you gotta have both in order to get Mm -hmm. profit. So that's where my book comes in is making that connection between those two because it's really hard to have a good experience as a customer. It's hard for a, a, a team member to supply a good experience for the customer if the team's not strong. You know, they're not engaged. They really don't care. And it's really hard to have a strong team. I mean, a weak team doesn't give a good experience at all. So it's really, they're really kind of relationally, you know, connected to each other. So that's, that's where the book came from. Uh, there's a lot in there about DISC as well that, that we talk about there. Uh, some of the stuff that we've been talking about is is in there. So I just, uh, I, I see so many people, Umar, that grow on purpose. I mean, grow by mistake. And so that's why I wanted to make sure and say, hey, you can grow on purpose. You can be very intentional as a human being and as an entrepreneur, business owner, you can be very intentional with your growth. And that's that's what the book is about.
1: Yeah, no, that's an interesting concept. Uh, I think a lot of us uh, sometimes go through life and just kind of go with the floor, right? The, the tidal wave, as yep. I like to say, not get off that wave and actually, you know, sail on calmer waters and be able to steer that ship, right? Sail that ship towards where you want it to go. I think that's a uh, yeah, good, good concept, good thought. Yeah, there's a lot of people that decide to
0: let the ship take them wherever, you know, they'll just let they go wherever. And again, there's nothing wrong with those people. I just don't want those people when they start to complain, mm-hmm. this water's taking me in a bad spot. Well, where's your oar? What did you do? You know, learn how to move your ship a little bit, right? So that's where if you're serious, if you're listening and you're, you know, in that spot, like Umar said, where you're just letting the water take you wherever. And if you want to take control, that's where, you know, you can take control and and you can start growing on purpose. And, And that's the that's the group of people that I love to to communicate with that wanna grow on
1: purpose, just don't know how. Yeah, absolutely now where can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you or touch base yeah absolutely so um
0: positivepolarity.com is the best place to find me or linkedin you know um those are the two places that i invest most of my time so um you know there's probably even information in there about the disk assessment and you know again for your listeners it's it it, it if you are interested in learning more about it, just reach out to me in uh, on LinkedIn or on PositivePolarity.com, and I'll be happy to help any way I can.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'll link to those uh, as well in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, now, any final thoughts?
0: You know, I think the, the, the interesting thing about communication, which a lot of people just kind of float past, is that The statistic that I found, which was really amazing, was 85% of our success in life, in business and in life, are due not to our education, not to our drive, not even to our passion, but they're due to how well we communicate. And that's why I think these types of tools are so important. There's plenty of people that have a fantastic message, Umar. They just don't know how to deliver that message. And that's why communication is so important. And the big chunk of communication is how to deliver that message in the right language, like we said. Because if you would be speaking a different language to me right now, I'd be like, Umar, dude, seriously, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) You know, This isn't gonna be an effective interview if you're in one language and I'm in a different one. So that's why I think it's so critical to work on your communication.
1: Absolutely, no, great tip. Dave, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. That was my interview with Dave Molenda. You know, part of being able to work with others is knowing yourself, understanding what your motivations, what your passions are, and what drives you. Taking a personality test does not necessarily tell you everything you need to know about yourself, but it gives you a starting point to understanding what your strengths are and how you can better leverage them, Be the person you want to be. And by the way, if you feel you could use a little guidance or that you need someone to talk to, I invite you to jump on a call with me. No obligation, no pressure, no judgment. It's just you and me talking to see if I can help you be clear on your goals and understand what you want to see happen in your life. If that sounds interesting to you, go to my website at umarjang.com and book a call for us to connect. I look forward to the conversation. you can find the show notes for today's episode on my website at umarjeng.com forward slash session 43. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please rate it and follow it on your favorite podcast app. This is really helpful for two reasons. One, it helps more people discover the show and two, it helps me identify what type of content you want to hear more of so I can serve you better. Thank you for listening and thank you for spending part of your day with me today. Until next time, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com.